Welcome to Pure and Simple, a podcast from NCMPR that spotlights community college marketing and PR professionals. Hear from NCMPR members as they share their personal and professional experiences and tell stories from the field. I'm your host, Jeff Julian, a proud member of NCMPR and Chief of Staff at Harper College in Palatine, Illinois. The following special edition of Pure and Simple was recorded live at NCMPR's District 5 Conference in Omaha, Nebraska, earlier this month. Starting a recording. Okay, I hear it. I'm sorry, James. I love James. Give James a round of applause. He's traveling to these conferences. He's making internet work. It's amazing. Without further ado, please welcome Aaron Wood, Director of College Relations at Lake Region State College in North Dakota to the Peer and Simple Podcast. Hello, Aaron, and welcome. Thank you. I'm still in shell shock. Uniting the Dakotas, are you kidding me? Come on. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, no. Yeah, we got to get right down to this because you're in North Dakota, and this is obviously a hot-button issue. It's, a, it's, it's struck a nerve. So, you know, let's... Dead. Well, do you want to get right into that? Should I just, just take this? Sure. Here, let me, let me pour a drink, and we'll get right into why we should not unite the... Uh, should not unite the Dakotas. Boom. Aaron Wood. All right. I grew up right on the border and there's distinct differences. They've got Mount Rushmore. We've got peace and quiet and tranquility and we've got Canada. So no. They- okay. That's it. That's the whole thing. Pretty much. So <laughs> they got Mount Rushmore and they're out. We don't want to be affiliated. Yeah. <laughs> They've got that. We don't need to be affiliated with that. We don't need four big heads on stone no. as a part of our state. That's your state. Keep it there. The Southwest, and you've got all the great pieces of North Dakota that nobody knows about, and that's how we like it. So this is probably it. This is probably a terrible time to ask this, but is <laughs> South Dakota part of D five? And is there anybody yes. there from South Dakota? I love South Dakota, but South Dakota, South Dakota, and we're North Dakota. Is there a South Dakotan there that, that, want, that wants so. to give a rebuttal? I don't think so. Okay, well, North Dakota wins. Congratulations. You <laughs> stay a separate state. South Dakota, you're out. So We got signed in first. We were signed in by President Hayes before they were. So, Okay, that's it. It's done. No further questions. So, Aaron, 21 years at Lake Region State College. You're a journalist by trade, and you're a fan of the 49ers, which I, which I found surprising. So we, we've got to dig into that. But, but 21 years, let's talk about that. What, how, what has kept you in community colleges and at Lake Region State College in North Dakota, the only Dakota, for 21 years? You're making me feel old, Jeff. Thanks a oh, lot. Oh, I didn't mean but, to do that. Okay. <laughs> um, I just love it. There's something different every day. I honestly thought I would stick around for five or 10 years and go find something new or start my own business. And the students keep you young. The technology keeps you on top of everything. And just the mission of the campus to uh, enhance lives and, and create a, a quality workforce for tomorrow. It just... I just love it. And it's, it's a big family and I love being a part of it. That's awesome. So you started out as a journalist or you at least went to school for a journalist. Did you work at a 
newspaper for a while or what, what, um, talk about your journalism experience. Yeah. I went to school for journalism at the university of North Dakota and I interned at the Grand Forks Herald, which was a Knight Ritter paper at the time and was hired before my internship was up. And I think I was there for about three years and I did general reporting and cops and then moved over to agriculture and commodities. What do you take from that experience to your work at the college? Deadlines, um, keeping up with commitments and following through with uh, doing stories and making sure you get the full story. I actually just screwed up a press release the other day where I misnamed the student in the photo. And I hate that when I do things like that. So it took <laughs> me back to those journalism days when you're getting chewed out by the editor. Right. Time. Yeah. So. so did you chew yourself out? Did you just get, did. give yourself a good talking to I did, and I got a nice chewing out by the president, too. So. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> then maybe you should have saved yourself the, uh, the trouble if you were going to get chewed out by the president. So, you know, what was the toughest story that you, that you worked on when you were at the paper? Um, I think it was when I was an intern, and uh, University of North Dakota has a, has a huge aerospace program, and one of the student pilots um, crashed and was killed. Mm. And trying to get to the bottom of that story and be one of the first to report that what all happened and the details of that and talking to their families was really hard. Yeah, that's got to stay with you. You know, how do you and I mean, I think even when you cover your students or faculty members and the nice thing about working in a, at a college is, you know, you, you, you approach with some journalistic se- sensibilities, but you're, it's, it's public relations, right? So you can really play up a story. But in the same way, you still want to keep some level of detachment or objectivity so you can continue to whatever that call to action is or, or, that, or that piece of why you're telling a story. So how do you kind of build those walls sometimes, whether it's uh, as, a journalist, uh, as a journalist or, or in, in your PR role? Um, That's actually really hard. Um, I really do get connected to things, whether it's at the college or when I was working in the newspaper industry, Um, because that's one thing about North Dakota, and it's probably similar with South Dakota, too. Um, There's one degree of separation. You know somebody who knows somebody in that state because it's not very big, um, so it's really close to get connected with people, whether you're being a reporter or a marketer, and so it's really easy to take things personally. Right. Well, I'm glad you made some amends with South Dakota there. That's, that's good. You know, we'll, I mean, let's, that much bigger than us. So. We'll, we'll, we'll rebuild that bridge. Right. So you're participating in the leadership Institute and I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on that experience because you know, it's a brand new program for NCMPR, just a, a, a dynamite opportunity for folks. And in something I think that, you know, when we talk about higher ed, and, uh, you know, depending on the size of your institution, there's not, often not a lot of opportunities sometimes to go rung by rung up the ladder at the same institution because there might be somebody in front of you, it's a, you know, a colleague you work for or with. And so finding those opportunities for additional leadership experience is really important. So having something like the Institute is, is a great opportunity. So what has been your, um, your first blush of the, of, of the Leadership Institute, your experience so far? Um, It's been really great to meet other colleagues from around the country and see what different experiences they have. 
Um, it's really been a great opportunity for a lot of self-reflection and looking at my own learning style, leadership style, and seeing how I can, can um, optimize on that um, to be better in my position and hopefully poise myself for additional opportunities at my institution should they become available. Who's the best leader that you've worked for and what lesson stood, continues to stand out to you or, or what, what was the most impactful thing that you learned from them? Uh, one of our, or probably our most recent past president, uh, uh-huh. he was there for five years, came um, from, I think, over in the East and wasn't part of our system and just brought a different way of thinking about things and and looking at things and and really made us measure um, things that we beat up ourselves over, whether that's really what matters, and really stepping back and, again, adding that personal touch and really getting to know people and uh, making it more than a job and making it part of a family. That's great. What about, and no names, the worst leader you worked for, and what did you learn from them? Oh, God. Again, no names. Just, just the lesson. Oh, no, I won't, I won't do names. Um, Don't say Jeff Ebbing, okay? Really? Dang it. Okay, that's where I was going. So, um, Other leaders that, that just take people for granted, um, when they uh, don't know who the custodians are, when they don't know who the kitchen staff are, and demand, 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 instead of really getting to know um, folks or where they're coming from. And just taking that extra step to to know your whole organization. That's great. Thank you. So I understand you worked at a casino prior to getting into the community college gig. What was that like? And how do you compare the experiences? Well, it's a lot more fun to promote education than gambling but I sure wish I could have brought my marketing budget from the casino to the college. Okay. <laughs> I can imagine that. Uh, I can I really imagine that. Uh, what was your favorite game or the best entertainment you booked at the casino? Yeah, I was going to say, we weren't allowed to play the games. Um, and uh, Was there a game, though, that you would walk by and think, oh, if I could just, come on, give me 10 minutes on this thing. Yeah, horse racing. Yeah, if I could have. Horse racing, horse yeah? Racing. Okay. Yeah, I love horse racing. Uh, we did a lot with the events and the entertainment, so it was really fun to go pick them up at the airport or, or take care of them once they got there. And uh, a lot of really nice folks and a lot of inflated egos. So, Uh-oh. Any, any stories you want to tell us? Uh, any uh, any ridiculous rider requests? The green M&Ms, right? Oh, gosh. They were horrible. And then the artists would come in and they'd say, yeah, our manager wrote that. We don't want 10 bananas and two <laughs> limes and three lemons. Just give me what you got. So, but what do you do with them? The 10 bananas, the two limes and the three lemons. I mean, you, you, you got them there. Yeah. And then I usually went to the break room cause they didn't touch them. So, they only wanted one, so. Um, young professionals, you know, you're in the leadership Institute. You've been at your institution for a while. What's some words of wisdom to, to young professionals in the field who want to have that, um, staying power or the type of career that, that you've had, what would you tell them? 
I think really to not, you know, if you have a bad situation or a bad day or you think somebody in the in the upper echelon didn't listen to you or put you down, to remember to come back at the next meeting or the next day with a clean slate and just remember that, um, you know, you may have caught somebody at a different day. They need to get to know you a little bit better or come with your approach a little bit differently and not just uh, put your opportunities aside because you had one bad experience with an individual or or it didn't turn out the way you wanted and turn it back around into something that was a learning experience and a platform to, to jump off the next time. How do you stay fresh, Aaron, in your craft at the institution, right? Because sometimes when you, when you've had that long, uh, long experience at one institution, you want to make sure that you don't become the person who says, ah, that can't be done. Or we already tried this. Let's not do it again. You know, what, what do you do to stay fresh in, in within your craft and within the institution as well? Well, I turn to my NCMPR colleagues a lot. Uh, they're great support and inspiration to, to get new ideas and fresh ideas. I utilize a lot of student employees and the energy you can get off the students um, also is a way to, to keep on top of things. And then just to find some outlets uh, to get creative and, and refresh yourself. And how did you become a 49ers fan all the way in North Dakota? Okay. My dad was a huge Vikings fan. My whole family is Vikings fans. And I think I was a third or fourth grader. My dad was teaching me how to wager on sports. because Hey, the tie into the casino. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, if you wanted to hang out with my dad, you had to learn to watch baseball, boxing, and and football. So he was teaching me about points and wagers, and I had to pick a team, and they were playing the 49ers at the time. And I believe the 49ers just creamed them that day, too. And I just stuck with them from there. Um, they were my team from there on, and I've been a diehard faithful ever since. Predictions for this year? Are they, oh, are they Super Bowl bound? No. <laughs> We, I thought we were until two games ago, but yeah, no. The fortunes turn so quickly in the NFL, yes. do they not? All right. Yes, they do. Aaron, uh, we, as long we as it's not the Packers, I'll be happy. Oh, I, I oh, thank you for saying that. I appreciate you so much. Uh, come on, Packers. No, thank you. No, thank you. All right, good. This is this this has already been the best interview ever, just based on that one comment right there. Um, we can't leave this interview without talking about the farm, the tractor. Tell me about this tractor. I've heard it may be the biggest tractor ever. Is this true? I mean, is everyone no, seeing the this? Biggest. There's bigger tractors than this one. Yes. I can't. What, what is everyone else seeing this? Can you all see this? Uh, it's, it's up on the zoom, a picture of Aaron with, with, with the tractor. It's enormous. It's unbelievable. What do you do with this tractor? I pull the grain cart that's behind it. So that's a 580 horsepower case Steiger tra quad track. And then a 1300 bushel grain cart behind it. And I line it up with a combine harvester on a 40 foot header and get within about three feet of that other machine. And they dump their grain onto my grain cart while we're going. We don't stop. We just keep going. Okay. If I fly to North Dakota, can you and I drive that tractor to south the border to South Dakota and we'll try to make peace with the South Dakotans in that tractor? We can try. Yeah, we can try. Yeah, there's two seats in that cab. So. Oh, yep. I mean, we could listen to the, the, the 49ers game. We'll just drive right okay. down to South Dakota and we'll try to make some peace. All right. 
All right, Aaron, thank you so much for doing this interview. <laughs> Everyone give Aaron a round of applause. Fantastic. Aaron, thank you so much. D, uh, District 5, you guys were awesome. I hope your conference has been great. Enjoy what's left of it. Please go out, get some cocktails, celebrate yourself. And thank you so much. Like, subscribe, rate, review, listen to the Pure and Simple podcast. I'm Jeff Julian. Thank you so much. I hope the rest of your conference is phenomenal. Have a good one. Thanks. Pure and Simple is presented by the National Council for Marketing and Public Relations, an organization for marketing and PR professionals at the nation's two-year community colleges. For membership information, visit ncmpr.org. And don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, and review Pure and Simple wherever you get your podcasts.